0: Thank you. potential and possibility discussions with fascinating people, designing a better tomorrow for all of us. I'm your host, Ira Pastor. Welcome everybody again to another episode of our show with another really fascinating guest today, helping to create a a better tomorrow. Today, uh, we have the honor of being joined by Tomas Diong, who is the director of the African Kilonian Institute, which is an organization uh, with a mission to promote the long-term conservation of turtle. turtle, tortoise, and terrapin populations across the African continent uh, through a variety of research, education, and grassroots collaborations. Uh, Mr. Diang is an African freshwater turtle and tortoise expert. He's been working uh, extensively to save threatened and endangered turtle species uh, in the country of Senegal for the past 20 years. Uh, He began rescuing endangered African spurred tortoises as a teenager, uh, and in 1992, uh, he created uh, an organization SOS, or Save our Sulcata, a nonprofit conservation organization. Uh, He also co-founded and built the village de tortoise in New Senegal, a a sanctuary and captive breeding facility uh, for cicada tortoises that now is over 300 individuals and has helped reintroduce uh, numerous others back to the wild. Uh, Mr. Diang is also actively involved in freshwater and marine turtle research throughout Africa. He's a member of the International Union for Conservation of Nature, Tortoise and Freshwater Turtle Specialist Group. Uh, in 2009, he decided to create the African Kilonian Institute in order to expand this research, captive breeding, and reintroduction of these species uh, and he's also coming off a um in 2019 a win of the uh, tusk award for conservation in africa we're honored to have him with us today uh tomas diang thank you uh, so much for coming on the show today
1: yeah thank you thank you very much for this uh, glorious introduction yeah that is uh, uh i uh, a uh, is a really good summary about uh, what is uh, all about today is just talking about uh, uh, turtle and tortoise in africa who they are and also uh, the threats they are facing and what we can possibly do in order to address this threat to mitigate the traps for turtle and tortoise
0: excellent Excellent. Yeah, I mean, Tomas, I would love to start off because, you know, was, I've been reading quite a bit about you and I, and I read that, you know, uh, you, you, growing up, you know, you, you didn't grow up in a conservation family. You grew up in a, in a military family, little interest in wildlife. Talk a little bit about the beginning, if you would. Take some time to, to talk about the early story, because uh, I think that's a very important piece about ultimately how you developed this love uh, for animals. Yeah. Uh, you,
1: thank you. Thank you very much, you. Uh, uh, always, I used to say, I uh, I was not born conservationist. I became a conservationist. Uh, what I uh, I was uh, just uh, born in suburban area in Dakar, Senegal, from uh, a family, well, a medium class family, with uh, father, uh, mother who was a nurse, and my father was a uh, military surgeon, and and we i was born in this kind of climate educated people in africa in that moment just post-independence and we uh we had uh, i remember i grow up in the environment where we my father always make a point to respect animal you are you always if you want a dog if you want uh, a cockatiel if you want all these animals that's nice i have nothing against that but you need to understand any living creature have needs and you need to be responsible about the animal you decided to take that is the first lesson my 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 father teach me when i was teenager and uh, since then i am now in the field of animals i have still pet animals, but not the turtle anymore. But turtle as a passion. This is the, the environment I grew up in. Little by little, I built my skill. The skill was really uh, now important in the, chi- uh, in the adulthood stage to become what I am now, like a, a conservationist who dedicates his entire life to figure out which strategy we can use in order to promote turtle and tortoise conservation in Africa.
0: Excellent. And, you know, I was also reading that, um, you know, you were um, originally, you know, you had you had looked out there and you had seen, you know, there was a lot, uh, you know, especially in Africa, a lot of people were caring about um, larger animals, whether that you know was elephants or, or gorillas or whatever, and you uh, saw a void. You said, you know what? Here's some reptiles, whether the turtles or the tortoises and so forth, that you know maybe weren't as interesting to other people, but you were pointing out uh, in this particular article that um, you know, aside from being you know very interesting to look at and and and, and watch and so forth, uh, turtles and tortoises and you know these chelonian group that, you know, it's a, you know, they're defined, they, they do a lot of important stuff for us. Uh, you were talking about in this article, uh, important ecological functions. Uh, they help disseminate tree seeds. Uh, they maintain seagrass meadows. Uh, they provide food for other animals in the chain, you know, the eggs they lay and so forth. Talk about, you know, why we should care about turtles and tortoises and chelonian and Kel- family in general and why this is very important to us.
1: Yeah, uh, in fact, uh, let me go back a little bit for people to understand o- o- why we need to protect them in different level. Right. First of all, you know, turtle belong in the taxonomic way to the group of verte uh, speaking. I mean, uh, to the group of vertebrate. Vertebrate. Mm. You have uh, big mammals. You have all uh, the animals who have a vertebrate in their um, body. Uh, Turtle and tortoise is the most endangered, according to the International Union of Conservation of Nature, mm-hmm. is the most threatened vertebrate group in the planet. After that, you have different also. Just after that, you have uh, the primate who, with uh, different kind of great ape and all these animals. So. That means the risk of extinction for this group is really high for not all the members, but most of the members of the group of turtle and tortoise. Mm-hmm. And globally, that is uh, 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 um, globally, a globally reality in different continents Asia, Africa. North America, South America. But in the if you take a look at globally and you take Africa apart, Africa is a continent where you have good, really important diversity of this group, but not so much knowledge or conservation action undertake to understand at least what's going on in this species. They are declining, their their status is uh, 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 still okay or not. We are in the point where we don't have, for much of the species who live in Africa, this type of information. The reason is uh, people who get involved in the ground in order to provide this type of information are, are not there. Most of the scientists who show up in Africa is from the Western country, Europe or America, and stay for a while and go back to their country and publish paper. In order to have better understanding what's going on for these species, you need to live in Africa for a long period of time and you need to undertake field work for a long period of time. It's not, uh some kind of uh, survey who mm-hmm. happen just sometime uh, randomly who can help understand better the situation but in my case i was in the crossroad of information and people i meet when i was traveling after creating the Village de Torque S O S in Senegal. In two thousand one, I started to travel, and what I realized is in Africa is the no man's land. We have so many amazing species, but not enough information. Lack of information was something I just confronted, and I say, okay, if something have to change, we need to come from. African conservationists. Mm-hmm. African conservationists need to get involved in conservation, but mostly that is diffi- uh, a good, nice thought, but difficult in the reality because conservation work is not attractive in Africa. They don't put turtle and tortoise in the priority of conservation. Mm-hmm particularly here in West Africa, at least in Eastern, and, Central, uh, in Eastern uh, and South Africa, you have people involved in the conservation of these species. But for West and Central Africa and East Africa, we have really a huge gap. Uh, uh, turtle and tortoise, first of all, as I told you, is uh, belong to the uh, most endangered, the most threatened vertebrate in the planet. Turtle and tortoise in Africa also belong to the place where if you are threatened, this is the last place you want to be mm-hmm. because they are understudied and underprotected. And the combination of these two factors lead me to a conclusion. Thomas, if you want to help turtle on tortoise, you need to set up an organization who His main focus is going to be Africa, Africa with protect, study, understand, provide information for turtle and produce of Africa. You just need to focus. Africa also is big. uh, The the desert of Sahara is the size of United States of America. Mm -hmm. It's just big. It's a huge continent a small organization led by uh, by me cannot uh, pretend covering all these areas. We decided to focus more in West Africa. The reason we decided to focus in West Africa is West Africa had more, or are more uh, uh, the habitat lost and all the threats turtle and tortoise are facing in Africa. Are uh, occur in the really high scale here in West Africa. Habitat destruction, uh, livestock overgrazing, uh, collection for pet trade—all these things happen in the large scale here in West Africa. And lack also of information. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. why we decided. I decided to make a focus for west africa and i belong also to this region too uh, it's going to be more easier to be based in senegal and do like a, a starfish and do s- different uh, projects in different country covering west africa area now we have active uh Active places, active uh, project, conservation project Mm -hmm. in uh, different country in West Africa, including Cote d'Ivoire, including Benin, including uh, different part of Senegal, and we we just uh, put the first step. And now, what is important is for Africa, African, in order to help African to. Do more in conservation. We want to make conservation work more attractive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, this is just a small summary I wanted to give you in order to explain why I, uh, what led me to create the African Chelonian Institute mm-hmm. in 2009. Mm-hmm. That is just the feeling I had. Yep. But since yep. then so many things happen and yeah during the conversation I can go in deeper details about that
0: yeah i i, I think you know, i I very much appreciate uh, uh, that background and you sort of laying the the ground for us about where where things stand in that context um but yeah i mean let's let's go into the institute now because it it, it has a rather broad purview and in, in terms of uh breeding facility education uh, uh facilities for reintroduction uh, and and sort of researching various aspects of um the turtle's life cycle and, and then also um you know you have uh tomas you, you've you've really put together a very uh comprehensive group of partners in this initiative, I mean, I name some of them here: National Geographic, uh, the Columbus Zoo, uh, Mohammed bin Zayed Species Conservation Fund. So you're really generating a lot of uh, partnerships uh, all over the place. T- take us a little bit back about sort of you know what what went into setting everything up when you when you founded the organization and how you uh, attracted some of these partners. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah thank you. Uh, when I started. The African Chelonia Institute in 2009. That was uh, really difficult to put people, to convince people to provide help to this young organization, led by an African, and with uh, uh, in the context where we don't have much information or much background about conserving animals, this type of animals in Africa. When you talk about in that moment talk about conservation of animals wild animals you every your eyes go straight to Kenya or East Africa where they study lions mm-hmm. big animals like megafauna right does uh, the megafauna was getting all the attention and the funding too for uh, conservation in Africa. A new subject, people didn't like too much the idea of new subject in the field of conservation. And I understand in that moment, we need, I needed to increase our visibility, what we were doing, and how these animals was give really incentive to people to care Because if you don't feel connected, conservation is first of all, something who are strongly related to feeling. If you don't feel the need of conserving animals, you are never gonna be in the conservation field. Mm -hmm. You are not gonna be able to support that. In order to feel connected with animals, you need to know the animals. You need to have some kind of interaction with the animals. Can be physically, can be image, can be something who can connect you and make you feel you need to get involved in conservation. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking in that moment, uh, Turtle and Tortoise was not really well represented in Africa, at least in terms of publicity. And I needed to increase that. That's why we launched different type of collaboration with people, with organization too. Uh, like uh, Mohamed Ben Zaid helped us a lot in order to uh walk uh, in Cote d'Ivoire with uh, to save a threatened for uh tortoise, name is uh, Bell Finnish Park tortoise in Cote d'Ivoire forests, is the one of the last forests of West Africa, it is one of the site of the biodiversity hotspot in mm-hmm. worldwide, and uh, after doing good things in the field is important, but making also, we was missing one point. We were missing the point of uh, uh, taking a time to, and time and money also resources in order to make publicity of what we are doing. Mm -hmm. For other people to see and learn, that was important. And we decided in that moment, that it's good to use our resources, our limited resources in uh, for field uh, work and stuff in the ground. But mm-hmm. most importantly, we needed to publicize more our output. Also our challenges too, because uh, we was in really, uh, new field in terms of conserving these species. And uh, uh, in addition also, I wanted to mention, gradually by increasing our publicity, we increase uh, also our reputation in terms of doing good conservation work. And reputation is something who can help you build partnership because people like to work in the new field where people can get stuff done in mm-hmm. terms of conservation and that was the key approach we use it for years and now this strategy pay off because we are increasing our uh, partnership with other organizations it's not mm-hmm. only the organization who provide funding, but they provide most, more than funding. Yeah. They they provide also technical assistance for subject who get uh, subject we don't have expertise for, and all these things uh, are really amazing. But uh, we we started the, the breeding facility itself is some kind of uh, that is now our main focus to build the new center of because the two center we had was temporary in order to hold our collection but now mm-hmm. our collection is growing uh, and uh, we uh, are now building a new facility in Gazobil uh, uh, near Joal where we have our uh, our base and the new facility will uh, have a really is going to be a tool for promoting turtle conservation. Mm-hmm. We will have a library. We will have dormitory for students. We will hold, the, like the African Scholarship Program. Who the first inaugural session was this year, in February, where we bring back from West Africa wildlife professional students in order to give them proper training, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. training they need in order to start something in their country. This is uh, some kind of uh, um, capacity building program. We launched it this year, and we wanna do it each year. So Mm -hmm. then in order to reduce the cost of that, we wanna build in the institute a place, a dormitory and a conference room where we can have session and all these things. And in the same time, Some species, endangered species, will be bred in this facility, and this facility will be open to the public because we have education component in our strategy. We needed to fill that gap and people can be able to see animals, turtles, and be able also to participate by paying entrance fee to fundraise for our program and our organization. One of the things who are in who are going to be in this breeding facility is the sea turtle rescue and rehabilitation center. This center will we are facing in Africa a huge amount of sea turtle who get cut in fishing net uh, and get wounded, and their their wound is always something who are sometimes severe and even when they need a rehab phases where we can take care of them and provide a, a proper housing for them to just uh, heal mm-hmm. for their wound to heal and get released back in the marine environment where they belong and so then these uh, in this facility we have we are, we are going to have this component inside with a huge tub where We can oversee uh, the animals who get their their care daily until they will be ready to get released. That is one component. This is for the sea turtle. Each group of turtle in Africa, like freshwater one, tortoise one, and sea turtle will find a home inside the Institute. And we will have also the uh, in this uh, an exhibit for uh, you know turtle all the turtle the the order California, uh started in uh, like when you say uh, actually when you say Lucy like the Australopithecus africanus who mm. was find in Ethiopia was the ancestor of humankind, you can say the same things for turtle and tortoise. Atonosaurus africanus, was, uh, who lived in South Africa 260 million years ago, was the ancestor of all the turtle and tortoise in the planet. Mm. So the story of turtle and tortoise started in Africa. In that moment, ge- 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 geologically, we, we have a huge uh, entity named the Pangea. But they, their fossil was found in South Africa. So that's another reason to think the continent where every the story of turtle and tortoise started mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. needed to get better attention for this kind of species so one exhibit will be dedicated in explaining in the casual way not explaining with graphic and all these things uh, because you know people want to uh, w- my vision is for people when they learn they they get fun when they learn like uh, we are going to build that in the way where they are interactive mm-hmm. and they are going to show these animals, Oetanosaurus africanus, 260 million years ago, who didn't look like a turtle at all. It looks like, in that moment, uh, a lizard Mm. with big fat ribs. Uh, And this is how the, the shell, that was the first shell who was created by these animals. And along the way, like 4 uh 14 million years ago 40 million years ago later you have what we name proganokelis kessendai who show up and was the first turtle the way we know them now that was the invention of the shell the carapace and All the turtles have a shell. If you don't have a shell, you are not a turtle. And this is the moment where a turtle, the way we see the turtle now was invented. Like between all the stage, we will explain in the casual way, this evolution and pointed out the fact that the reality that everything started here in Africa, that is important. Mm -hmm. And also in this exhibit, We will, I already collect so many, uh, at least um, 80, Uh, 80 or maybe even more, because the collection keep growing, artifact and tribal art related to turtle in Africa, in different culture, Mm -hmm. from central Africa, from the Bushmen and all these things. uh, different object and also tale, uh, uh, story and all the stuff I can find related to turtle and tortoise mm-hmm. was collected and now is in my private collection who are going to be donated to the institute and like a museum we are going to show like different object like musical uh, instrument uh, mm-hmm. try from the from the Congo or from Morocco the Gimri who the resonance chamber of the musical instrument is made from a tortoise shell mm. and all these really beautiful and amazing artifact I found so far will be displayed. With their story mm-hmm. we are also the the um the tribal are which they belong and the story behind the object mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and everything will be in that display uh, for to just highlight how turtle and turtles are important was important and in africa mm-hmm. all these components will be at the institute, the way we are going to build it. But now we are in the first stage. We are in the architectural design. We already purchased the land with the help of National Geographic and Tusk Mm -hmm. Award. And now I think from, we are in the architectural design will take a lot of time because I always put new change in the draft. The architect is not really happy about that, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that is the reality Understood. my brain changed a lot and I'm thinking about the future sure, and man. hopefully from now to one year we are going to be, begin uh, building the institute really. but uh, we already fundraise, but it's not enough but we are going to build it in stage like we do the first stage and we say okay we don't have enough mm, we, we 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 get here and we need to fundraise more and from showing our results we can be able to get more funding and move forward. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That that is the the institute vision. At the end, what I want, really Iran, I I want um, uh, for Senegal and this institute to be the hub for turtle and tortoise conservation in Africa, to be able to receive people to be able to receive scientists, to be able to receive researchers, all people who want to know more or do more for turtle and tortoise in Africa. Mm-hmm. The library also is now taking off. We have so many references, not for African turtle and tortoise, but for uh, and around the world who are donating books and all these things. And we are just referencing that for students who wanna. Get involved in different subject. They come over there and they can have a resource to uh, at least uh, do their homework or their bio work in order to know in the subject
0: they choose what is available in term of documentation. Mm-hmm. That is important. You know, th- Thomas, just for um, our education because this is you know a, a very new and interesting topic but um you know when i was looking at the um the rodan center which you were just you know you were talking about sort of the the work in terms of the uh not just the education but the the reintroduction and you know they were highlighted on the website a couple different species that you specifically uh the african forest hingeback um which is endangered on the iucn and then the uh, homiana which is critically endangered when you do um ultimately release some of these specimens back into the wild what what does that look like i mean how many is that in the sense do you is is it is it a hundred a hundred thousand what what's normally involved with you know uh do after the breeding putting these back uh on the the beach in senegal and letting them on their way just walk us through that a bit because for those of us that are unfamiliar with what species reintroduction for something like this may look like explain yeah
1: that. yeah uh to be honest you have a mitigate feeling when you are doing that mitigate feeling because you know by uh by reality that is the way to go you need these animals uh, i consider Turtle and turtles as a wild animal. Even if you give them the better care, uh, you love them so much, and you give them the better care you can do. If they have possibility to go back in the wild, they will take this possibility. They are not gonna. Uh, they are not, not like dog who need constant our uh, constant care and attention. Turtle are really wild animal in the sense where they always. Will choose uh, freedom than being captive, even if you provide the better care in the planet. Uh, this is one things I learn. These things I learned about turtle and tortoise and you know, in uh, when you are when you raise these animals, they hatch in your facility, and you raise them until they are ready to be released. You spend so much energy of providing care and money uh, for, and pro, pro, to provide care for these animals, and now you are gonna uh, leave them in their own um, on their own, and is something really you have the f- you you consider them as your belonging or your property, and now your baby. At least mm-hmm. and now you are in the point where leaving them by and you know nature are full of danger and predator sure uh, but this is the way to go you know by is not inst- uh, instinctively you are just protective to them but in the other hand also you think okay uh, even if it's hard emotionally this is the way to go mm-hmm. these animals will prefer liberty freedom mm-hmm. than even if it's difficult freedom is difficult to things to manage sure. but they will prefer that and mm-hmm. that is something who help you to just always keep releasing bad animals in the wild as mm-hmm. soon as possible i i i consider now our facility is like a hospital where we take care of uh, animals where they are in need or we reproduce them over there. And this is a stage, but nobody wants a patient to be all the time in the hospital. Hospital is not a home for the patient. So then you, is a phase in the process of healing. And as soon as possible, we release them back in the wild. And also one of the, function of this center is to provide education right. that is important yeah. this is why you can promote the long-term conservation when people can interact with these animals you can see them like when kids are coming in this center and so for the first time the pip of the young tortoise who are just breaking the shell of the eggs and coming out this kind of imprint of memory of this event for these kids are just so strong that you are pretty sure you are building now the next generation of turtle conservationists. Right. this memory of this pri- privileged moment for the uh, lifestyle in the animals will be forever imprinted in this mm-hmm. kid's memory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is important.
0: You know, um, it, it's interesting because you know one of the other things you mentioned, and it's also part of the uh, the center. You know, it, sort of vision is uh, you know studying um, turtle or, or Kilonian uh, genetics, and you know one of the um, the interesting um, areas that we talk a lot about on the show uh, is sort of this area of comparative biology and, and aging. And as you know, um, many of these species, especially the tortoises, I think uh, uh, there was one from the, I think that the, the longest record is for, is from the Seychelles maybe, but the uh-huh. um, some of these species live very long, <laughs> a lot longer than you and I. Um, yeah. Any interesting um, work that you foresee or researchers that uh, have contacted you that are interested in studying aging? Uh, in Kelonians because it is such a um, marvel, let's say, of, <laughs> of long life.
1: Yeah, currently we have a student who are interested about this aspect and are now uh, doing his uh, biblio review in order to, he's going to be a student on master's degree mm-hmm. and he's going to uh, figure out uh, work in this aspect. I already provide him all the reference I had in my library in order to to read them and figure out what we have in the oldest record for animals who live in captivity. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is an interesting subject because uh, uh, turtle and turtle so far are one of the long-lived vertebrate in the planet mm-hmm. really amazing record of uh, how these animals can live uh, really long and also in terms of research in the projection of research that is important because uh, we need to under- if we understand maybe more about which mechanism yep. is the body of the animals react in order to live longer like that maybe some aspect can be translated to humankind and it's going to help medicine, it's going to help all these things. That's why is important to preserve species. Absolutely. Because always when we talk to people and say about conservation, they don't see the need of preserving the potential of biodiversity for humankind. Mm -hmm. Human depend on biodiversity. If we didn't have biodiversity, is impossible to produce our food itself yep. only plants can do that plants can with water soil and the sun uh, make their own food and grow from that absolutely with photosynthesis yep. but humankind particularly mammals cannot do that they rely on other animals to have their own food that's why protecting not only turtle but biodiversity is important Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. turtle is just an an aspect of the piece of the puzzle yeah yeah but always i kill myself trying to explain that and trying to explain how is important but most of the people don't get the point (laughs)
0: <laughs> Sad. well that, that that one's a uh i, I think there, there's obviously there's many but that's one of them where it's like look you know do you want do you want to live to 200 at some point well mm. we might want to keep these <laughs> these colonians around so we can study how they do it because they uh, obviously uh, have found important ways to do it so
1: also yeah i'm gonna tell you one thing one of the aspect who just fascinated me about turtle uh behavior and turtle metabolism the way they function you know, in the climate, uh, like uh, in the northern hemisphere, where uh, I'm going to give you an example in Canada or this area of northern United States, when in the winter uh, a turtle, are, uh, a freshwater turtle, are inside a, a pond, and the pond in the winter freeze, mm-hmm. and everything is ice. Can you imagine how an animal can survive for the next spring? Yep. The animals itself, the turtle, the body of the turtle are inside the mud, under water, and freeze in the same time than the pond in the winter. And the entire body freeze. And some part of the body of the animals, like the turtle over there, like, um, the, the head and the sensitive part of the animals like uh, the brain uh, situated in the head and also the heart, have a special alcohol who get produced in order to protect that. Mm-hmm. But they stop, even the herd stop beating. And freeze and wait gradually when the spring come and gradually the temperature is going to go gradually get warmer and warmer in some stage the animals come back to life the herd yep. start breathing all the function vital function of in the body started again all over mm-hmm. again Yeah, that is unique oh yeah the Mammal can do that, and yeah. It's, you, uh,
0: and it's
1: why you want to rip out of the planet these animals who have we have a lot of things we need to learn about yes. these animals, Absolutely. how they function, their metabolism, their everything. I have to say, we are a turtle, are understudied in the term of all these aspects. Who are not related to conservation directly but if you don't conserve these animals and they disappear before even you know about them that is going to be a huge mess for humankind
0: absolutely and this is
1: exactly where we are going
0: <laughs> absolutely absolutely um tomas w- while i have you i mean i i obviously this is the uh the Thomas. Yang show but I, I i would love for you also if you could just for a few minutes say uh a few words about your wife lucy because i, I was reading that um that, you know that in this marriage you study uh Kilonians, but she studies manatees and you together have founded uh, the also the african aquatic conservation fund in senegal uh which she directs uh, say a few words about uh about Lucy, about manatees and uh, about sort of the joint work you do.
1: Okay. Um, I'm just so happy to say about that. In fact, we, we meet for the first time in the conference, Sea Turtle Conference in Middle Beach, South Carolina here in the U.S. Yep. And, uh, you know, uh, Lucy is just some kind of uh, a partner, uh, uh, companion and, you know, I was alone for a long period of time because if you spend all your time thinking about turtle trying to this is the kind of work who is not working in the post office uh, <laughs> like you have your hours of uh, right. working and after that this is something who will get you in each uh, moment of your life you spend if you want to be in the level where i am you just spend a lot of time right. dealing with that and this time also can have an impact if uh, on your lifetime like um, your, your time you should use to do family stuff and you need to have a companion a wife who can understand you and I travel a lot that is also impacting everything but if you have biologist's wife who are in the same Uh, boat than you, we always say we are in the same boat. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Because she can understand exactly the reality of my and the contingency of my work. And that is just great having this type of partner. And we also, when I'm in the field and I get information about uh, this field of expertise like manatee or uh, dolphin because she's working also with uh, marine mammal I just grab information, and uh, we are just uh, a partner. We help each other, and that is great. In the couple, couple need to help each other, and uh, uh, we are uh, we 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 are complementary, and that is important. And uh, her working with um, Dolphin is just amazing. She's now working with doing photo ID in. Uh, for uh, uh, the biggest population of critically endangered uh, uh, dolphin in the central Senegal. Mm. I think it's a bottlenose dolphin or something like that. And uh, it's just amazing. I learned a lot about uh, his procedure and she learned a lot about uh, my procedure too. And believe me, it's never boring to see a couple of biologists in the dining table. (laughs) <laughs> if you, are, you get invited <laughs> in the dining table. That is a kind sort of can, interesting discussion.
0: Because, I, can Im- yeah. I can imagine. Although she, she, <laughs> brought, she probably doesn't bring the manatees home. Uh,
1: no, no. And, and thanks God, she's not bringing the manatee home. <laughs> manatee is too so big to be at home.
0: Yeah, no, I get that. part. Uh,
1: it's like having an elephant in your in, exactly in in, in your uh, uh, your room, and you know. But for me, I cannot say the same things about me. Most of the time, I bring turtle home, but total <laughs> app,
0: smaller than mine. Yeah, mm. uh, it's uh, it's a fascinating story, uh, Tomas. I, I you know I really appreciate you sharing it with us. Um, you know, as I mentioned at the beginning, you know, you won the uh, the Tusk Award in 2019, um, and that you know really generated a lot of important uh, PR for the organization. Um, did I miss anything? Anything that you want to mention that I didn't touch on? Please yeah. take the floor to uh, to wrap up.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I went also in the same year the National Geographic uh, Buffett Award right, right, right. Mm-hmm. for conservation leadership in conservation in Africa, presented by um, the Foundation uh, National Geographic in partnership with uh, uh, the Warren
0: Buffett. Uh, no, not the Warren Buffett. Uh,
1: Howard Buffett, the son of Warren Buffett, mm-hmm. uh, Howard Buffett uh, Foundation. Uh, that was also uh, important, um, important achievement of my career, and uh, also the first uh, award I won. It just in the beginning who was just so important. Launching my career is uh, the Rolex Award for Enterprise in nineteen ninety eight was mm-hmm. just in the beginning and that is uh, all these uh, distinction in outside my country is important because that's mean we are in the right direction and we just need to keep doing our work and uh, improving our work and trying the best we can and some somewhere along the way our effort is going to pay off that is just uh, you need to as a turtle you know one of the quality of the turtle is you need to be persuasive and stay in the field despite difficulty we need to have the same things uh, (laughs) in our case in order to protect this wonderful animal in africa
0: absolutely absolutely wonderful story uh tomas i really wish you the best uh, with this uh, and and the organization and everything moving it forward um for everybody that uh, is going to be listening to uh this episode on the podcast networks or watching on our youtube channel again you've been listening to tomas diang director african kilonian institute doing amazing things to promote the long-term conservation of turtle, tortoise, and terrapin populations all across the African continent through research, education, and grassroots collaborations, Uh, Tomas I want to thank you again for taking the time out of your schedule to come talk to us for a little while about these topics, Uh, thank you for everything you're doing there uh, at the Institute and as we like to say on our show, uh, thanks so much for helping to create a better tomorrow, a really wonderful story. Thank
1: you, thank you so much, thank you for inviting me and sharing with all your audience this kind of aspect for African turtle conservation, thank you so much.